0: I repaid the, I showed the gratitude. I came up for four half days and did my, the training that I charged 40K for. I did it for free. Right? Just to show them gratitude. I just called them up. I said, I want all your technicians in the training room this week. I'm coming up. I'm going to help you. You know, guys, but that's, you build relationships that way. Right? So if, if I can help you get what you want, you're going to tell other people about it. Right? So, It's a slower, harder way to build, but it's sustainable. Welcome to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your hosts, Brian
1: Burton and Nate Minnick.
2: Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. Your hosts, Nate and Brian, hanging out with you today. And man, do we have a great episode for you. We are continuing our master series. This time, special guest Gene Slade in the house. And we are super excited to talk to him about the topic of helping others get what they want. And for that, Brian, we're going to join with our quote here. You can
1: have everything you want in life if you just help enough other people get what they want. Zig Ziglar. Zig Ziglar, yeah. Great quote for um, what we do in in the trades, not just for our guests today, but um, what do we do as service techs but go out and help people get what they want? Servants. We go out and serve. So we we go out and fix equipment, um, install new equipment, install indoor air quality equipment that makes people – able to breathe better, that makes people's house house cleaner, they have to dust less, water treatment systems that make their shower doors and dishes cleaner, their ice clearer, their hair softer, their towels softer, their clothing lasts longer, their appliances last longer, electrical equipment that... Keeps pr- them safe. It protects the home from surges and... Family, kids. Puts in generators for people that are on oxygen and can't afford to have the power go out and that kind of thing, or just comfort level. You know, if my neighborhood power went out three times. Um, what was that night before last when we had the storms? Yep. Yeah. Two nights ago when we had all those storms, my neighborhood power went out three times. I'm this close to calling Jamie Mellinger over to give me some quotes on generator.
2: Don't do it, Brian. You'll walk away with two panels, right? And you only two, have
1: one in your house. Two panels and four surge protectors, <laughs> three
2: generators. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but I don't really want my TV to go out every time we have a storm. You know, I mean that was a pretty severe storm, but uh, I would like for uh, for my TV not to go out.
2: I mean, those docu series aren't going to watch themselves, right?
1: Exactly, precisely. I, who's you know World War II documentaries aren't going to watch themselves. But I would uh, I would imagine we have a lot of a lot of people we serve who want not to lose their power when the rest of the neighborhood does. So we go out and give them what they want. And the more people you go serve and give what they want, the more you're going to get what you want, whatever that is. Like for most people, you come to work every day, lace the boots up to get a paycheck. Is your paycheck going to get bigger or smaller as a result of serving and helping more people?
2: That's right. And Uh, With that in mind, I mean, that's really what Gene is doing uh, with his trainings and all of the material that he's producing. And we wanted to invite him on uh, the show because uh, he brings such good content to our industry. And uh, even today, we're expecting to just have a really good conversation with him about what that looks like. Um, And I think some of the things that we want to focus on is basically, what are we doing? I mean, if you're not in this to win... What are you doing? Like like Brian said, you're just lacing up the boots, come get a paycheck and go home. I mean, ask yourself, is that really what you're looking for? Is that all that there is? Is that all that you have in you just to do that? Is that enough? I certainly hope not. And I certainly hope that's not the case for anyone
1: working in, in between the four walls of this building here. Um, I, I hope that we provide enough opportunity and motivation from the management team down to make sure that everybody – seize
2: the opportunity to get more and wants more out of coming to work. Absolutely. And part of that and, and the subject here is helping others get what they want. So the idea behind that isn't some mystical like, oh, you know, if I help 10 people out, uh, I'll get one return wish in exchange. You know, we're not, we don't have the wishing stone here. or Anything like that. But it is a general concept about number one, keeping relationships active and open. Okay. Never, never, uh, you know, just toss somebody aside or never say, you know, hey, there's nothing here. There's no value. There's no purpose to this. But always be looking for ways to increase your network and to help people within your network get what they want. Because what does often happen is when you help enough people out and you're in a time of need or you are, you know, going through a tough time, uh, those same people are like, hey, I remember that time that you did that for me. In fact, uh, Brian and I were just having a conversation with uh, one of the owners here, and he was mentioning about how uh, he is he is drop dead loyal to one of his friends from high school because of what that guy did for him, uh, you know, in his school, and like that relationship, while it's years and years old, still maintains its stickiness and its uh, um, you know its high value to him because of something that was done years and years ago. And that value is exactly what we're talking about, where people remember how you acted and treated them even decades in the past. And now they come and see that you're, you need this or like maybe you're not even asking and they're just saying, you yeah, yeah, man, you, you did me a solid back then. I'd, I'd like to help you out now. What can I do for you? And it's that type of mentality that if practiced enough and practiced across the board will result in just everybody getting better.
1: Yep, 100%. You, you can't uh, overestimate the power of somebody remembering something you did for them and then having the opportunity to, to pay that back. You never know when you're going to be trying to get a podcast off the ground and uh, just the right person, who's anyone who's listening, subscribes, <laughs> hits you with the five-star rating, shares it on all their social media platforms and how great and wonderful and hilarious it is.
2: Uh, yeah, that's, that always goes a
0: A long way. Yeah.
2: Well, (laughs) now that everybody's speakers are blown out, uh, (laughs) keep on. Uh, But yeah, I mean, uh, that's what we're talking about here. So helping others get what they want. And it's again, it shouldn't be done in a selfish context, right? Like, oh man, I really want to get ahead. So I'm going to put in my dues and then I know that I'm going to get ahead. No, it's the general mentality. It's the abundance mentality that if I continue operating in this behavior, if I discipline myself, if I conduct myself in such a way that is open and willing to helping those around me, I will generally surround myself with people of like-mindedness who will also be open, willing to help in, to helping me. I mean, that's like I said, it, it's not a mystical rule. It's just generally how the world operates. Yeah. We, I uh, kind of
1: rehashed my, MVU training this morning my vehicle university and talked about what guys should be doing guys and gals should be doing uh in their trucks and cars in between calls this is everybody to me and including um CSRs anytime you spend not on the phone or in front of a client or turning wrenches in my opinion at least through the work day at least from the time you leave the house in the morning to the time you get home. All that time should be spent growing in some way, shape, or form by what you're listening to. And I had two texts come up to me, two one-hour texts after the meeting, and tell me that, I don't know how we got on the topic, but they were talking about other companies they've been to where the kind of stuff we were talking about, which was you know, mostly like presentation training stuff, the company they had been to companies before where there were guys who were high producing but they kept everything to themselves so these guys didn't know about these types of podcasts and audiobooks and presentation trainers like our guest today and even the old stuff like the Brian Tracy and the Tom Hopkins that you know so many great professional salespeople came up on these guys never heard of this stuff before they got here and then they find out later that people they used to work with knew all about it, but they keep it to themselves so that they're always I don't know what. Always the big dog, always the only person who who makes more
2: money. I, I, I honestly don't understand the I mean what are you motivation. afraid of? What are you afraid of? That guy's gonna gonna what? Duplicate you? I I, I don't get it. <laughs> what's the, what's the worst that's gonna happen? I mean it's not like he's riding in your truck and he's gonna steal a customer in front of you. I mean
1: there are just some 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 bitter people out there, but I don't really, I I can't make sense of that kind of motivation in my head. As, you know, Brent Buckley and I talked about on, on the, um, on the finding another rung to the ladder when you're stepping or when you're standing on top of it, which was Brent's episode. We, we couldn't wait to get in the next morning after a long day and share everything we came across with the rest of our team to like push and grow each other. Um, it, It was other than, than like actually um, moving some water treatment or getting somebody involved in a out, out of their tank-style water heater and into a tankless water heater with some nice water conditioning to go with it. A favorite part of my day was that morning where we went over yesterday and made each other better. So I don't really understand the motivation behind keeping something that can help somebody to yourself. It's not like... There's a finite amount of it. So you can only listen to, um, you know, uh, Brian Tracy's psychology of selling so many times, and then it just expires and it vanishes from the earth. Like, I don't, why can't everybody get better?
2: You're right, Brian. There is no end of the journey. And, and that's one thing that I think, uh, you know, is, is easily forgotten that, uh, you know, people might get in the mindset, I've arrived, right? Uh, I've now made it. And ironically, we're, uh, Brian was just having, he was telling me about a conversation he was having with a, a guy and, uh, you know, that guy is a high producer, but then just with a few words and a, a change of perspective realizes like, man, I'm not, I'm not where I want to be and I'm not where I could go. I'm not where I'm not living my best life yet. And so hopefully we see that mentality just grow and blossom in himself and in his even his results right now and taking him to a whole another level
1: yeah i'll say he's
2: he's one of our top producers here but he doesn't
1: he he straight up told me he doesn't listen to this podcast which i'm not saying this podcast is the end all be all for for um training and motivation but it is thank you i was was waving at nate furiously like say it is (laughs) (laughs) um but it's something to me it's something and This is something else that Brent and I were talking about on the phone before his episode, which which was like, imagine having something like this or, you know, to the point podcast or uh, Jason Walker's um, HVAC
2: Masters of the
1: Hustle Hustle podcast or...
2: Shout out to J-Dub.
1: Yeah, J-Dub will be on the show here uh, for too long. But imagine having all this stuff at our disposal when we were just getting started and we were just hungry and thirsty for information that was not easy to find because as i said this morning in training i had to flip a tape over every time the end of that side came upon me i had to flip it over start the next side and maybe i had another tape probably didn't so i'd flip it back over and start it over again and this is how i i got my sales training on the road whereas people have an unlimited supply of it now <clears throat> and then Things like Gene Slade, who we'll have on here shortly, where you can—you don't have to like be in the same room with him anymore, like you did when we were coming up. I had to fly to Scottsdale, Arizona, to sit in a in a uh, hall and watch Tom Hopkins on stage to get his material uh, in person. You can Facetime and and be in these video conference groups and Zoom calls with with really really high level presentation trainers like Gene and Weldon Long and Jason Walker and you don't you don't <clears throat> have to leave your house it's just it's insane the amount of resources that are at our fingertips right now but the but the easiest one to do is say when i'm in my truck when i'm in my work vehicle i don't listen to anything that isn't making me better and the news and sports radio and stand up comedy, which is one that I like to listen to. And you know, before I was smacked around by my mentor and told better, these things are not making us better, they might put us in a little slightly elevated mood. Although, certainly, with the news and sports lately, might put you in a much worse mood yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and that's not what you want to be thinking about when you walk into a home, anyway. That's shout definitely- out
2: to Sixers fans. <laughs>
1: They you definitely don't want to be in in that mindset. But from call to call, that's that's the time to be in my vehicle university, earning your degree. We just we just figured at a minimum a service tech is averaging five hundred hours a year of windshield time. Nothing but the drive. We we're thinking about what kind of insane um degrees you could earn with 500 hours per year of college credit hours. And you have the opportunity to do that with your truck stereo. If you have the Bluetooth or a headphone hanging from your right ear while you're driving or what have you, it's really easy and it's really simple, but for some reason it seems really tough for a lot of people. Um, And I just really want to encourage people to to get into this kind of thing, to really take it seriously and start focusing on what you're hearing when you're driving from call to call.
2: Absolutely, Brian. And you brought up a good point. I mean, there just is such a vast amount of information that is available and not just available, easily accessible and in many cases free. And yet the the abundance of information is not indicative of the abundance of knowledge and wisdom. And that's pretty evident because, you know, literally entire encyclopedias worth of information is online. And I can't look around at the society that we have today and say that we're any smarter than we were 10, 20 years ago when you had to go to a library and look it up. And so I think that's pretty case in point for me that the availability of the information isn't the issue. It's the willingness of the reader that is the issue, the willingness of the listener, if you will, that is the issue. And we've talked about that before, and we'll talk about it again, but there is no secret sauce, gentlemen and ladies. There is no secret sauce to making yourself better other than you saying that I'm going to make myself better and investing in that very purpose. There's plenty of resources out there for consumption, but you have to make the choice to do that. That's what we're here for, and that's why we wanted to bring Gene on because he's one of the best in the business, bringing those types of resources to you So without further ado, let's bring in our guest, Gene Slade. Our guest today is none other than Gene Slade. He is the owner of Lead Ninja, a training and coaching organization. He focuses on doing all kinds of training materials as well as ride-alongs. He has owned multiple businesses and a three-time Incorporated Magazine Award winner. Gene's specialty is 10xing technicians, maintenance, and service call tickets using IAQ and WPS. We are super excited to have him on the show today. Welcome, Gene.
0: Hey, man! Thanks for having me. I'm sitting here. You're talking about um, getting helping people get what they want, and that enabling you to get what you want. You know, we were talking about the Zig Ziglar quote, and I'm looking at a screensaver right now of Fiji. You know those little huts that are out over yeah, the water, the yeah. crystal blue water? That's where I want to go. So I need to help a ton of people. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go. I wanna and you can't go out there and spend like three days, man. You got to go out there and spend like 10, 14 days. And that's an right. expensive trip. That'd yeah. be a triple lifetime.
1: I'm, I'm guessing, unless you're trying to buy Fiji, you could probably make that happen here anytime you wanted to. <laughs> You've helped a lot of people uh, get what they want out of life at this point.
0: You know what, man? I want to stay in the the you know the end one that's out there. I don't know if you've ever looked at the prices on these things, but no. they can be twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars a night.
1: A night. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Um the, the good ones are at least ten thousand a night. So you're you're talking about dropping a hundred K to go out there for ten days.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's you.
0: significant. So I wanna do what one of my mentors, Grant Cardone, did, and it's coming. You're gonna see. I bet you within the next two years, you're gonna see a Lead Ninja sponsored trip to Fiji where couples come out and we mastermind for like a three-day weekend. Oh, there what, you go.
1: What's the one you have coming up here? I, I saw you release it uh, talking about flying private here just recently.
0: So I have a friend and his name's Gary Cox and he's a world famous head coach, uh, motivational speaker and uh, he's the kind of guy that will bring somebody up on stage that is terrified of spiders or snakes, and by the end of the thing, they're laughing, holding a python around their neck, stroking its head, wow. saying it's cute. You know, um, <laughs> amazing, amazing person, and he he's he's got an affinity for flying, and so. We, we connected about 20 years ago and, um, we, I did some things business. He did some things business. We reconnected about three, four years ago. And he's like, bro, I can't believe everything that's happened. He's like, we got to do a trip together. So he explained to me that he was a pilot. He's got a private jet. He's got, uh, he's got about every aviation license there is, uh, except for one, I think. And he'll have that probably in the next 12 months. But um, what Gary and I do is we'll we'll get six, seven people, and we'll meet up in Florida, and we'll meet up at a private airstrip. We'll jump on his jet. We're like wheels up at 8.15. Wheels down at 9.15, probably in Nassau at Sandals or Xuma. We'll uh, where Pig Beach is at. And we'll spend a whole day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, out over the water, talking to these people, They'll pick our brains. We'll figure out where they need help. And 90% of the time, we're able to deliver it right there on the spot. And if we're not, we usually pick up our telephone and we connect that person with whoever they need to speak with around the country. That's awesome. So um, we uh, the last uh, meal, I think, is a Japanese steakhouse. I don't think it is. It's a Japanese steakhouse. And uh, then we we fly back and we're back through customs at the private airstrip at around 10. This trip, we're doing it another level up. We've got a 25,000 square foot mansion and, uh, it's got bowling alleys, golf simulators, spa, like everything, three kitchens in this damn place, uh, 14 bedrooms. And, uh, it's out in reunion Florida near Orlando. So, uh, November 18th, 19th, 20th, I've got 12 people that are flying out, uh, 10,000 bucks a seat. We've actually got three or four seats right now available. I just announced it. And so, um, We'll we'll meet up at like 4 p.m. We'll hang out until midnight. The next morning, I'll get up and fly uh, a group of people to the Bahamas. I'll come back, and then the next day, I'll do the same thing. And they're going to stay for three days. Um, and we're just we're going to not only have fun, but we're going to do some business.
2: Sounds right? like a and hard life, not, man. There's
0: no there's no specific. <laughs> 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 Listen, man. I dreamed of days where I would be able to do something like this. Yeah, absolutely dreamed of it. And really, it comes back to what you were talking about. You have to help a lot of people in order to get start getting noticed, right? It takes about six months to 12 months of somebody seeing you online before they will decide to reach out. They want to make sure you're not going away. They want to make sure you're legit. They need to hear enough from you to know that you're not one of these, you know, it looks like there's a lot of coaches out there, yeah, right? Absolutely. So well, that's actually, the deal, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun thing.
1: Yeah, it's an amazing way to convince uh, everybody's significant other that they need to go to the Bahamas, and uh, yeah, and they're,
0: to- and they're allowed to. Yeah, they're bringing <laughs> they're bringing spouses. There's plenty of room in the house. Oh, are they really? Yeah, they're bringing. I've got uh, most people are bringing their significant other. It's another grand to do it, but they're like, who cares? Um, and that does not include a private jet trip. But they're able to hang out at the mansion, and uh, a lot of. Spouses are involved in the business, too. So what an incredible opportunity to have four years instead of two.
1: And, and a real, know, and, real vacation.
0: Man, and, and it's family first. Look, it is, every business, Ken Goodrich says, every business is a family business. And I think that people get that wrong. I know I did for many, many years. Let's keep the work life and the family life separate. You can't do that, man. It doesn't work. Like the family needs to know about the business. The family needs to be involved in the business, um, and you need to put them first. My, uh, we, I travel with my family everywhere.
1: Oh, do you you take them with you everywhere? Or I guess well, when I can't take them, right? I can't take I can't take
0: my five boys with me um, during the week, obviously. But um, but my my fiance flies with me. Um, and she's an incredible. I probably shouldn't say this because then people will know what she's doing while she's there. She's an incredible profiler, <laughs> and she sees things. She sees things about the technicians that I don't see, and is able to help me make a greater impact while I'm there. And so she's like my secret secret weapon.
2: Yeah, good ladies have a way of doing that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, let's talk about uh, how you got into this, all Gene. Uh, what's what's your story? How did you get into the trades? Uh, have you served in the field yourself, or did you always look for coaching? You know, where did you start, and how did you get here?
0: So, my father owned his own heating and air conditioning company in Michigan. Um, when I was, he was in Michigan, actually. When I was 11 years old, is when he started it. And one day, he, you know, summertime, and he boy, he a boy. You want food? You want clothes? Come to work. So um, he threw me in the passenger seat of his truck at 11 years old, and I carried his tool bag for probably six months to so a year. And then uh, shortly after that, he would put me on the outdoor system. So when I was 12, I would do the outdoor condenser, level the pad, put the disconnect, with the low voltage. Every, I, I was responsible for the outdoor system. He would do the inside system. We'd work towards each other. Uh, we were we were. You've you heard two trucks in the truck, right? Yeah. We were through jeans in a truck, <laughs> right? We, we were the beer can cold guys, right? We would put your hand on the refrigerator. And as soon as it was beer can cold, it was good. Roll up the cords. Let's get out of here. Like we didn't have the education and the knowledge and the skill that, 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 you know, a lot of guys have today or the tools. We were doing the three swap outs a day, just banging them. Right. And uh, so I did that for a while. Um, it was, I was 15 when my father said, Hey man, we need another truck. I'm going to hire you a helper. So he got me a 25 year old to drive me around, and uh, I led the installs uh, on the second crew. And uh, at 19 years old, I was an installation foreman. 21, I got in the sales, wow. and I never looked back. I loved, loved, loved sales. So it pissed me off, man. I was I was installing an air conditioning and heating system one day, and the salesman um, I found out that he was making like 120 grand a year, and here I am making 42 thousand dollars a year. And I'm like, how do I? That's a good gig. I got to get into that gig. I sent out a hundred resumes to Florida, hundred no fifty resumes to Florida, fifty resumes to Michigan. Went all over the country, like flying back and forth, uh, doing interviews. And I finally ended up taking a position that was thirty minutes from my house, and it was at the most expensive, it, the most expensive company within a hundred miles of there. Um, and <laughs> it was a good thing. I didn't know it at the time, but you know, I started out learning how to handle the price injection, and your price is too high. And I got one for six thousand. You're at twelve. Right. So what a gift to, to be able to start in that position. My first year I did 600 grand and then 800 grand the next year and then over a million the next year. And I got bored. I didn't know I'm like, what am I got to do. Like, I don't know anybody else who's selling a million bucks a year. I thought I hit the pinnacle. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was like, I'm going to go get a car sales job. They wouldn't hire me. They're like, you're not going to make a, a hundred grand a year doing this the first year and you'll quit. I'm like, how about you leave that up to me? Right. I'm bored. I want, I want something new. And so I called up a guy named Charlie Greer. You guys heard of him? Sure. Yeah. And uh, I said, "Hey, man, I want to be a sales trainer." He's like, "Oh, he you do." And so he called me down, and uh, he was like, "I've only ever considered this with one other person." He said, "I'm going to give you a letter that I wrote to them." And the letter was it was the it was a story about the life of a traveling salesman. And Charlie Greer said to me, "Gene, I'm going to try to get you to not take this job. And if I can't get you to not take it, it's right for you." It was a quarter million dollar paycheck. I was twenty two years old, and um, though I read the letter, and it was the most miserable job I could ever imagine doing. It was thirty five weeks a, uh, on the road every year, and I and I looked at that picture, and I didn't think being married in that picture. Yeah, and I was married, and I went. Well, I guess I guess that dream's over, and so I said, let me get a sales job down here because I want to move to Florida. And so I took a sales job and uh, I took it to compete with a guy who was doing 2 million bucks a year. i never heard anybody doing that. And the day I started, he quit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, like I come down here to compete with this dude and now I'm the top guy there. So, um, six months later, he, that guy ended up recruiting me to come up to uh, to Tampa and help him build the organization that he'd already started building up there for somebody else. And so I went up to Tampa I helped build that company from about $2 million to $8 million in three and a half years, built a ductwork department, sold a million dollars in ductwork my first six months that I got there, and um, it, was, it was off to races, um, and that guy ended up leaving the company. I ended up being in charge eventually as a general manager, and then one day, I decided I'm going to go ahead and take my contractor's exam just to see what's on the test, and um, I didn't buy the books or anything. I just went and showed up and took the test. I just wanted to see what was on it and unfortunately i passed that thing <laughs> fortunately but unfortunately right. like i don't know how i don't know how you do that i mean it was like a 79 uh that i passed with, and i'm like well i guess that's out of the way i still wasn't ready to start my own company because i just had a baby boy and he was four months four weeks old my Wife at the time um, just had major surgery and uh, i was like i got i need at least another six to 12 months well the next day i went into training for 42 technicians and when I left, you know, then with my motivational speech at the end, the owners called me to the back of the room, took me into their office and canned me. They're right. like, you, 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 you got your, your contractor's license. I said, no, I don't. And they said, well, you passed the exam. I said, yes, I did. <laughs> I said, and I told you guys I'd be starting my own company eventually. And they said, well, we're, we don't need your services anymore. Wow. The last guy had, had taken the company from $8 million down to $2 million and took everybody with him and I had to rebuild it so they were afraid the same things would
2: happen. Right.
0: So um, I was like, all right, so I'm contemplating what am i going to do. I got a 50-mile non-compete. Um, I just got a brand-new baby boy. I just signed, up, signed a lease for $25,000 on another house for a year. And I got $100 between four bank accounts. Right? That was not good because I was paying off all my debt. Yeah. And uh, but, that, but that was actually a blessing because I went home and I said, you know what? I'm going to go buy two trucks before I realize the bank's the banks realized I don't have a job. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I literally uh, w- like went immediately to the dealership and bought two trucks and, um, brought the trucks home. I took out 20 credit cards and, uh, I started the business on credit cards. I was $70,000 in debt before I ran my first call. Um, and then six years and one day after I started the company, I sold it for a seven figure profit.
1: Seven figures. So we were,
0: yeah, we were, um, we were a maintenance and service company. We only 30% of our revenue came from replacements, which is completely opposite of what the industry is today, right? Everybody's after the replacement. I want you to think about the fact how many calls out of 10 are actually a replacement opportunity? How many calls out of 10? Uh,
1: Nine?
0: No. Nine are probably, no,
2: yeah. no,
0: yeah. not a chance. Nine are not opportunities, right? right. Yeah. Maybe one, maybe two. Maybe. So 80% of the time we're sending out these technicians and we're wanting them to sell, but there's, there's not a replacement opportunity until we're teaching people to sell. So I taught people how to sell ductwork, UV lights, ionizers, Remy halos, HEPA filters, duct sealing, duct modification, and that was how we went to business. For the first two years, we didn't even sell an air conditioner. Wow. We were just a maintenance and service company. And, uh, so two years in I relented, I was losing 10% of my customers a year to replacement. And I was like, that's expensive. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so I decided to start doing replacements. but even the final year that I, I sold the company, we only did $1 million in replacement. Wow. So it was, we were doing millions a year in UV light.
1: So, you know, and so he, ask. The, the vast majority of your revenue was coming in from indoor air quality products
0: um ductwork and iaq ductwork and iaq see when i was in tampa i was a honeywell analysis technician and in southwest floor uh and if you guys don't know what that is it's, it's in a system where it's wireless flow hoods that take a thousand readings in 30 seconds on each register and then they wirelessly communicate the humidity the airflow and the temperature over to a laptop and so I could see everything that was happening in the house in a digital format, it's like 30 grand worth of equipment. There were only seven of us in the state at the time. So I've had a lot of training on the ductwork side. I'm a master at that. They used to call me the Duke of Duct on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> was my, like that. that was my radio handle in Tampa. Um, and that's something I still do today is radio shows around the country for my clients. But um, that was that was really how... I got into this was I sold that business and I'm sitting there semi-retired five months later going, what am I going to do? Cause I had a non-compete and I wasn't going to move cause I had kids, three kids at this point. And so I was like, you know what? I'll just sell that radio show that I used to do. So I modified a 26 page script to fit another company, uh, launched it in Tampa. Actually the company I used to work for, <laughs> they were my first client. That's what happened. Guys don't burn bridges.
2: Wow. Yeah.
0: Technicians out there, technicians out there, listen to this. This is important. Too many of you are burning bridges. Stop it. Okay? It's not good for you. It's not good for your family. You're going to need the help one day, especially if you think that you want to start your own business. You can't do it alone. You're going to need help. Okay? So I exited the right way with these people. I, 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 I turned around. I drove 120 miles south. I got out of their territory. I started my own business. Got 27 leads, my first radio show, and they became mentors to me. Hmm. I could call them up anytime I wanted, show them my financials, ask them questions, tell them the problem I was having, and they helped me solve it. Now, that is what you get when you don't burn bridges. If your daddy told you don't burn bridges, your mommy told you don't burn, burn bridges, don't burn them. If they didn't tell you, I'm telling you, don't burn bridges.
2: Right, and you're that gonna line, need that, them. That lines up with the whole concept of helping others. I mean, those those two owners, they chose to help you, and they I mean, not everybody would choose that.
0: No, man, they didn't have to help me. And so in return, what do you think I did? Right. I repaid the I showed the gratitude. I came up for four half days and did my the training that I charged 40k for. I did it for free. Right? Just to show them gratitude. I just called them up. I said, I want to, all your technicians in the training room this week. I'm coming up. I'm going to help you. You know, guys, you build relationships that way, right? So if if I can help you get what you want, you're going to tell other people about it, right? So it's a slower, harder way to build, but it's sustainable.
2: Absolutely. And and so important uh, to really keep that reputation. Absolutely.
0: So IAQ was the gem for me. It's still today. Uh, what people seek me out the most for, trying to change that. But uh, um, I've got guys all over the country that are selling ten and fifteen thousand dollar air quality packages, um, and just if you think about the sixty five percent gross margin on that. That's a business game changer, right? So my 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 goal today, my passion today, and it, it changes right, but my passion today is to help technicians to work less. To make more money and to get home for dinner on time. I love it, guys. This biz- this business is hard on relationships. And if you suck at sales, if you suck at communicating, your relationship at home is going to suffer from the lack of money that you're able to create. Look, money ain't the root of all evil, guys. The lack of money is the root of all evil. All right. <laughs> so when people ain't got money, when so people ain't got money, that they go out and rob and cheat and steal. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I got off on a tangent there. I forget where I was going with this. <laughs> <laughs> Happens to me all the time. But technicians, um, you you absolutely got to help other people get where they need to be in order for you to get where you want to. Oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. Um, work less, make more money, get home for dinner on time. It's hard on relationships. The, the service industry destroys more marriages than you could count. Right? Um, I'm I'm my marriage is a fatality. Mm the service industry. I, I, I worked too hard, right? At least for that relationship. <laughs> and I didn't have my eyes focused on it as much as I should have. And that relationship dissolved, right? A 20-year marriage dissolved. And fortunately, when my kids were old enough to remember, I was able to get home for dinner on time. But I'll tell you what, the first, the first seven, eight years of my oldest life, I mean, I was traveling, I was running around, I was building a business. I was out providing for the family. Now, it didn't help that my ex-wife liked to spend the one and a half dollars for every one that I made. But, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, guys, if you can get control of your money, you can get control of your average ticket. If you can become more successful at every call that you run, you're going to get control of your, your time. Okay, I tell people like this all the time. You ain't going to get control of your time with a $250 average ticket on those calls. Those 8 out of 10 that are not opportunities, you're not going to get control of your time. You need to have a $1,500 average ticket or higher in order to gain some influence with the boss. Now, some bosses don't like it when I talk about this, but I'm a boss, so I can talk about it. If I had a guy who had a $300 average ticket at my company, and I had a guy who had a $2,000 average ticket, that guy with $2,000 average ticket could get away with a lot. Of, but that guy with a $300 average ticket couldn't get away with. Mm-hmm. I don't treat people equally. I treat them fairly. People are not equal. You, I'm sorry your daddy and your mommy told you you're special and that you're equal and the same as everybody else. <laughs> that ain't the truth. Not uh, everybody puts the same amount of effort in. Say All right? so. <laughs> Seriously, I'm sorry. For the snowflake generation out there, you got to put in the work. All right? So... If you got a 1500 $2,000 average ticket, I promise you, without replacement, without replacement, okay? I promise you, you can go up to your boss and say, boss, may I please work Monday through Friday and have Saturday and Sunday off? May I please? He'll give it to you. If he won't, I promise you, the guy right down the street will. That's the part that the air conditioning contractor, plumbing, electrical, whoever I'm talking to, that's the part they don't like. That I'm telling their technicians that somebody else to do that. Look again. Don't treat people fairly. I mean, equally. Treat them fairly, right? So, not a lot of people are not going to like that.
1: Well, in in what whatever what aspect of the world is that not true? I mean, we we as Every. managers, we have a we have a job to do. We have revenue goals to hit. We have customers to serve and satisfy. The person who gets us closest to that goal is going to gain favor in in this the exact same way that. You have one member of the team who always steps up and takes guys on call. He always does a great job. He doesn't have callbacks. He takes very good care of the client. Maybe not the highest producer in the world, but he also gains favor and is treated better by the team or management than guys who don't do that. It's it's the 100%. same in every aspect and of life. You put in the work, and you'll you'll be recognized. And if you're a good
0: sales world. guy, if you're a good sales guy, and you're not teaching people at your company, if you're not giving back. Dude, you're missing out. Look, for, forget about the fact that it's the right thing to do, that you should pay it for, that somebody else taught you, right? Forget about that. You don't know anything until you've taught it.
1: Yeah, we were. Uh, to, we oh. had uh, Brent Buckley on the show here last uh, what three weeks ago, and um, he was saying, he was saying that he, he loves what he does. As you know, he's he's one of your uh, pupils. He he did seven million in revenue in 2020. Um he enjoys his job. But he was saying, My my knees are bad, my back's starting to hurt. This isn't something I can do forever. Now, if he's a guy who's helping people along all the way, doors are open for him when he decides to move on. If he's <laughs> wide a guy open, who, baby. He just holds it to himself and I can't teach anybody to compete with me and he's just a hermit and he's, he's Gollum with that ring, the precious
0: That's a scarcity mentality. Yeah, Nobody losers gonna help him. mentality. If you've got that mentality out there, that's a loser's mentality. If you hang out onto it, you're going to be a loser. All right? Don't do that. Help other people. It's, it's crazy. Absolutely insane. 100% right, man. And you don't know it until you've taught it. So start giving back to the guys under you. Teach them the stuff that you know. We, we're gonna, we've got a shortage already in the trade, right? What's going to happen to these guys that are 40, 45, 50 years old in the next 5 to 10 years? Your body's going to give out on you. I'm 43 and I spent 25 years in the field and my body, like I need to work out just to keep myself from hurting every single day. Imagine being 50 years old, never learning the communication side. There's somebody out there listening to this right now, hopefully, that is 45 to 50 years old. You're making 60, 70, 80K a year. You can't retire on that. I don't know how you live on that. It's absolutely, you're almost in poverty right and you're gonna wake up one day your body ain't gonna work anymore and you're gonna be out of the job you're gonna be like a taxi driver when uber came around sitting on your couch watching Maury. okay you better learn how to communicate with customers you better start accepting the fact that sales is not about people over excuse my language guys it is about helping people if you're going out there trying to sell somebody something you in the wrong business, man. You need to go out there and figure out what, a, what, can I, what can I do to help this become a better situation for this client? What can I do that will change their lives? What can I do that would be so impactful that they would call me back six months, 12 months from now and thank me for what I've done for them, right? And if you guys are out there and you're in the HVAC trade and you're not doing the IAQ stuff, you're missing out because that's the kind of gratitude you get back. Ain't nobody ever called you six months later and said, "Hey, that air conditioner, man, you wouldn't believe how it's changed my life." No, that that, that tankless well, maybe a tankless water heater change. I think that changed your life pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can,
1: if you're gonna if you're gonna use plumbing, that's where I came from. That's water treatment, hundred percent.
0: A hundred percent, man. Dude, there's so many opportunities that are missed. Here's a quick one. I got to give something to the plumbers right now. Okay. Can I do that? Finally, finally. Can I something? Beautiful <laughs> plumbers. I've got this shower. It's, it's in the room behind where I'm at right now. This master shower. It's got beautiful. It's got these two shower heads in it and awesome water pressure and everything. And I, I, I get in there when I moved in this house and I look and there's, first of all, the, the house did not have a water treatment system 15 years. And I just had to have somebody come out yesterday because there's all this mold that's in the shower, and most plumbers don't know this. I was just talking to a group of them yesterday. Did you guys know the reason that that usually happens is because of the chlorine and the chloramines that's in the water? Do you guys know that that strips the sealant off the grout? Hundred percent. It only takes yeah. 12, 12 months to twenty four months. Sometimes even less, depending on the strength to strip that off.
1: You got bleach now. Then out of the you end head. up with.
0: Yeah, then you, exactly. Then you got the the grout starts to crack and then the mold starts to grow. And before you know it, it's behind the walls. Like I'm trying to get these people out here to handle this because I know I'm looking at a seven, eight, nine, ten thousand I might be looking at a $30,000 bathroom remodel if this isn't taken care of. You realize it could cost the customer $30,000 to not have a water treatment system? Just in a bathroom remodel. Like that would be the, the, the thing that would start it off. Not to mention the fact that plumbers out there what's the reason that everything in plumbing fails water is it, is it yeah w- what about the water it the crap that's in the water that makes everything fail yeah absolutely. like so all the all the rubber seals check this out the rubber flappers on the toilet you guys are going out there pl- replacing those things and you're you're <laughs> if you walk out of a house with a 250 dollars sale on a flapper that's leaking you're an idiot or you don't have the material. Right? And then if that's the case, it's not your fault. <laughs> what is that, what's what's, what's, that, what's causing that? It's the chlorine, isn't it? Do you know that the average house has got enough chlorine to be qualified to, to be a, a, you know, a swimming pool? Like it's the same amount of chlorine, sometimes stronger. Would you drink pool water? So I would ask your client, if I run across that, here's something for the plumbers. I would look at the, the rubber flapper and I go that you're so, we found the problem. The rubber flapper here is deteriorating. Any idea how, why that happens? You're going to ask them questions, guys. Stop talking at your customers. Okay. Ask them, do you know why that happened? So you weren't aware that this is because the city puts chlorine, like the stuff that's in the bleach in the water to kill bacteria and virus. No? Hey, if it'll dissolve this rubber flapper, what do you suppose it does to the soft tissues and organs in your body? Do you remember back in grade school when they taught you about what your biggest organ was? Do you remember what that was? I'm going to ask you guys, what skin. was that? Yeah. Skin. Do you know that any, anything you put on your skin is in your bloodstream within about 20 seconds? I can prove it to you. What's what, what, where does the lotion go when you put lotion on your arm? It goes right in. It absorbs into your body, right? So if you're taking a shower, do you know taking a, a 15 minute hot shower? Is the equivalent of drinking a gallon of chlorinated water. Wow! Do you know the people that drink? Do you know people drink chlorinated water are ninety percent more likely to get cancer than people that don't? Do you, do you know how it causes cancer? So, guys, you know. Remember, we said it absorbs through your skin, ends up in your bloodstream. Well, do you know that the chemical chlorine that it loves to bond with oxygen? So when once it gets in your blood, it goes, ooh, there's an oxygen molecule. Let me take that one. Ooh, there's another one. Let me take that one. Ooh, there's another. So it robs your blood of oxygen. That creates something called oxidative stress, which causes free radical formation, which is cancer. So you you need oxygen in your blood. When you deprive it of oxygen, that causes disease. So can you see now why people who drink chlorinated water? are 90% more likely to get cancer than people that don't. Wow. Do you know that it also, like it screws up expensive hair treatments out there, ladies or husbands who have ladies who are spending three to $400 on a hair treatment. You wonder why it goes bad. So that, that's it. Get yourself a water filtration system. When I moved into this house, my kids, every last one of them broke out with eczema all over their bodies from the chlorine. I had to change the pool over to a salt pool and put the water treatment system in. <laughs> Boom, all went away. I'm talking covered. They were covered. Um, and, and watching them cry, like, a, like, but like, guys, you don't realize what your clients are dealing with because you're not there every day. And if I have those problems as a client and you come into my house and you don't say something, if you don't, if you don't put it on the table, if you don't stick your neck out for me, are you doing something for me or to me? This goes it. back to helping people get what they want. I love it. Man. And they'll help you get what you want. So uh, I, I love your, if you can help anybody get what they want. The the other one, there's another one that I love. Oh my gosh, what is it? Um, you can have anything in life that you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. That was one of them, right? Yep. There was another one that just came uh, to my head and then escaped me. This happens all the time. I think it like three, four things and then boom, <laughs> it's gone.
1: <laughs> You're on a roll, so, man. I love it.
0: I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry for hogging the mic. I'm going to no, hand it back the, over to you guys.
1: The 25% of the stuff you retain and uh, give back, gold. <laughs> Can you yeah, imagine exactly. what the 75% is? Oh my gosh, man!
0: So I, I'm so I'm also super excited that we've got this thing coming up. Um, I, I'm about to realize a dream, yeah, and that buddy, is we, we've to, been pumped to share about this to share a stage with GC, my I main man. Grant Cardone. Um, I, I bought his Cardone University uh, five, six years ago for like 12 grand for myself and a buddy that was working for me. And it was awesome. And I recently uh, started following a couple of years ago again, it's a couple of years off and I'm really, really deep in his content right now. And uh, I had this opportunity, uh, Victor Rancourt, you know, I, I talked with him on occasion and uh, we were going to do a jet trip. He and I last year, but it happened. And, um, I saw he was going to be on stage with Brent Buckley, and then all of a sudden, GCs there been Grant Cardone, and I'm like, "Dude, pimp move, way to go! Did you pay the 250 to have him come out, or did you <laughs> invest in you invest in Cardone capital? What's the deal?" He's like, "No, bro, I wrote the check for a quarter million bucks." I'm like, "Whoa, yeah!" i was like, "Dude, that's that's a pimp move." He's like, "I've been meaning to call you and talk to you." I'm like, "Do you need some help?" And he's like, "Yeah, man, I'd love for you to come to Vegas." I'm like, "Bro, I'm there. I'm there." let's That's go awesome. let's yeah. do it so um i and I, I said here's what i want out of it only thing i want out of it is i want to i want to go on before grant and i want to introduce him matter of fact if you insist on introducing i just want to be on the stage with you when you introduce him <laughs>
1: That's
0: awesome, right to be able to, because you gotta get attention, right? Grant's constantly talking about that. You gotta get people's attention. You gotta get people's attention. I want Grant's attention. Because one of my, my affirmations for the last five, six years has been, I'm so happy and grateful now that Grant Carnot has called me into his office for an interview. Not to interview to work for him, but like, boom, there's this guy, Gene Slade. He's helping people. He's changing lives. And I wanna, I wanna, you know, spotlight him or whatever. That's a dream. And so this is like, I'm in my bucket list. This is like a step toward the dream.
1: If you really want to go straight legend, I'm, I'm telling you now, and we'll have you back on after you do it. You have to get him involved in an IE right. product for his home.
2: There it is. <laughs> all right, all right. All
0: right. Come up
2: with a UV light um, for the house.
1: Th-
0: there's just there's there's one problem, but it's not a problem. Grant don't own a
1: house. <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, I forgot all about right.
0: that. <laughs> that's yeah. not his thing, Grant. Grant owns tons of doors, but he don't own houses. He rents houses. Yep, and uh, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm the same way, man. I, I don't want to tie up capital and stuff like that in a house that I could use for another deal. And so I, if somebody told me a long time ago, you, you lease what depreciates and you buy what appreciates. Right? So if I go get myself a BMW M5, I'm going to go take over somebody's lease. You know, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get a, a two million dollar house, I'm gonna go rent so that I don't have to put four or five hundred thousand dollars down. You never make money on a house, guys. A house is not an investment. The last house I had I kept for six years. I ended up having to pay thirty grand to get rid of it. And I built this thing, right? I hit the market at the wrong time. It's really, really hard to make money on a house unless you're in a surge like we are right now. We just sold a condo and um, it was, we, by the time we agreed on a price and the time we agreed to the time we closed 40 days, it went up like 14%.
1: Well, sure. This is a great time to sell, but it, to your point, not a great time to buy more than likely.
0: No, I don't think so, man. I I, I hate to be negative, but I've seen this movie before. I've touched this go before. The last time I saw houses sitting on the market going up in value and listing prices going up while they sat on the market, there was a massive crash afterwards.
1: Yep. I lived in Las Vegas at that time. It was about as hard as hit hard hit as anywhere.
0: Dude, I just started my business. That's something that I don't tell people. I started my business March of 2008. And immediately September, boom, everything comes crashing down and we were the highest foreclosure county in the nation here in Southwest Florida. Yikes. More houses were foreclosed on here than anywhere else. They were second homes. And uh, I'll tell you what, everybody's mind, this is this is a testament to mindset, guys. If you're out there, you got to pay attention. You're sitting up in your chair right now, okay, shake it off a little bit and pay attention to this. When everybody says that everything's gone to hell in a handbasket, there's opportunity, okay? Everybody was talking about, oh, everything's so bad. I just started my company. I not have a chance but to survive. And I said, you know what, everybody else, else out there is talking about how she felt all, that, all bad. Business is never good or bad out there businesses are only good or bad between your ears, right? So I said, I'm going to take this opportunity while they're sitting on their asses talking about how it ain't good. I'm going to go steal their customers. That's exactly what we did. We're bringing in two to 3,000 new customers a year with that radio show. And so guys, when, it, when that happens, and it will happen again in the future, sorry to have, sorry to tell you, it's what happens in the economy. When it happens, be prepared. Cash is king. Make your money now. Learn how to communicate. Those people will always have Jobs.
2: Yeah, that is, that is good advice right there. And, and while we're talking about that, I mean, focusing on the helping others, I mean, for obviously you've done that all throughout your career. Where would you recommend people to start right now who are listening to the show, you know, technicians who are only in it for a couple of years right now and those who've been in it for 20 plus, you know, where do they start with helping others to, to, uh, kind of begin that reputation for themselves?
0: Well, the first thing you got to do is get your own money, Right right before you can help anybody else you got to help yourself so i would go over there's uh i would go over to my personal youtube page gene play g-e-n-e-s-l-a-d-e tons and tons of free content there right tons of stuff that will help you to at least double your average ticket if not triple it right now i get calls every day about this okay people are taking the free content doubling, tripling their, their sales. And they're like, wow, this is great. You got anything else? I'm like, bro, you ain't even hit, you ain't even got into the paid programming yet. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, like we do all kinds of stuff over here, but if, if you really wanted to get serious, like serious, serious, our starter product, like our entry level product that everybody loves is lead ninja VT. That's with VT, like virtual training. Um, or vt.com. Plug, shameless plug, not afraid. <laughs> so, this takes a $40,000 course that I teach and breaks it down into two to three minute segments and gives you tests afterwards. It's on the exact same platform that Grant Cardone uses. Um, and I created it three years ago and it, it, I've invested a, a nice six figure chunk of money into it. And it's you, you can get through it about 90 to 120 days if you spend an hour a day. So you want to go through it about three, four times a year. But that program is designed to three, four, five, six X technicians sales who are in the position that I was talking about earlier. It also has got stuff for comfort advisors on there. It's got coaching calls where comfort advisors call me up back when, back when they were paying me a thousand bucks an hour to have conversations with them. And uh, we unpack the whole call. I get permission to share the call. Um, and you get to hear what guys who are doing $3, four million, five million 4000000 million, $5 a year are calling up and asking me, how do, you get, how do I get to the next level? How do I get to the next level? Constantly be hungry, guys. I want to, I want to inspire you right now. He said, Brent Buckley, $7 million. That guy only works about 40 hours a week. Maybe 40 hours a week. Maybe. <laughs> okay? That should inspire some people. I've got two other two other friends that do over $10 million a year in sales. They're comfort advisors, okay? And they both make over a million dollars a year in personal income. You don't have to start your own business in order to become a multimillionaire doing this. I think that that's a misconception. And there are a lot of people out there that if they hadn't started their own businesses and they had just focused on being great and working inside of somebody else's companies, would be multimillionaires instead of broke. Right. Just because you're a good salesperson doesn't mean you're going to be a good business person. It is hard, guys.
1: usually means the opposite. It is
0: hard. 100%. You guys get pissed off at your, your employer and you have what Michael Gerber calls an entrepreneurial seizure. You freak out. <laughs> oh, I can do it better and cheaper. You can't, okay? You can't offer the same thing that the company that you're offering right now. Is cheaper. If you do, you won't be around for very long. If you don't charge like the big companies, little guys out there, if you're doing a million, three million, or less than that, if you don't charge like the big guys, you'll never be a big guy. So raise your prices. Ask yourself a question. If I raise my prices 10% today, how many of my clients would I lose? If the answer is none, raise your prices yesterday. Right, right on. Okay. Even if you, even if you lost 10% of your clients, you would still be way better off and more profitable. Do the math, people. Love you. That's why I'm coming at you hard.
1: <laughs> so we had uh, we we, we want to mention uh, how we we came across your material and uh, you as a person and trainer. We have a, okay. a technician here for our one hour division, James Freeze, who is a massive raving fan uh-huh. of yours. So we had a an episode, one of the first episodes of the podcast, which we just started this year, uh, called. MVU, which is something that I had on a sticky note on my dashboard when I worked for Ken Goodrich in uh, Las Vegas. And it just stood stood for my vehicle university. And I always had that sticky note to say that I'm trying to get my degree in communication selling. So it was, you know, Tom Hopkins, Brian Tracy, whatever I could come across back in the early 2000s. And we did an episode, and James Freeze is the guy who personifies that. Here, he never he never listens to music, news, sports, anything in his truck except something that's making him better. And that and that is he actually introduced me to Grant Cardone, as it were. But he also in that episode he did probably ten minutes on the effect that your your paid training had on his career or is currently having on oh. his career. He's, he's very young and he's not, and he's, he's fairly new to the, I trade. had
0: no idea, man. I, I, I had no idea. I need to send a thank you to him for, for mentioning that. That's, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. And I'll, I'll shoot you that episode when we get off here for sure.
0: Cool. Thank you. I'd appreciate that.
2: Yeah. And, and he's a guy who has, I mean, he came out of trade school and I mean, he kind of, I'm not trading any secrets here, but he basically said like, he didn't know what he was doing. And then he decided that he was gonna make something of it. And now he's having ten thousand dollar days in IAQ and it's it's, it's <laughs> yeah, he actually Yeah, baby. He holds that's our, what I'm talking about. He does
1: hold our record here for a fourteen thousand dollar IAQ day.
0: Tell him those are rookie numbers, he needs to set the <laughs> <a> game <on>. up. <laughs> I just texted him. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. Yeah, he started out on lead ninja vc what i just talked about which by the way has got way more content in it now than it had when change started and we're constantly putting stuff in there and then he jumped over to service tech secrets which is another company that i co-founded and uh he 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 doesn't even attend the coaching session he watches them afterwards i mean every tuesday and thursday i spend 60 to 90 minutes coaching these guys live it's one-on-one live training in a group setting and James would be able to come in and go, Gene, this is where I'm struggling. And I'd work with him one on one. You guys know I charge two thousand bucks an hour right now for that? Yeah, wow. He's so awesome. I love the guy. Like he's literally, um he's literally gonna come out of his pocket with ten thousand dollars cash to come down here and spend one full day one on one with me. Wow. Like that's what we're talking about right now. hes, he's he, i sent him a link a couple days ago for financing. He's like, bro, I think I'm just gonna—I think I'm just gonna do it cash. I'm gonna figure it out. And I'm like, bro, I'm here. Just let me know. I'll pick you up at the airport. So, um, yeah.
1: What? Uh, what are you talk the, about? A serious guy. I think you, 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 and we are both on Eastern time. What? What time is um the Tuesday and Thursday live training for those who want to know? That's the
0: problem. It's at nine a.m. Whew. <laughs> yeah but think about this here i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna do with you what i try to get all these guys to do with their owners would you rather have a would you rather have if you run three calls a day five days a week would you rather have 13 calls at $2,000 average ticket or would you rather have 15 calls at a $400 average ticket because that's what people they they, they step over you know, dollars to pick up pennies sometimes because we don't know what we don't know sometimes, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, to skip one call on a Tuesday and one call on a Thursday in the morning to show up to to a group of people that are crushing it out there to find out what they're doing that you're not so that you can elevate your game, it's a no-brainer. It's an absolute no-brainer. So you guys want to schedule that time off for him uh, for for an hour? Just give him an hour from nine to ten. All he needs because yeah, um, so he's already he's crushing it right now. Just watching replays and not being able to answer me ask me any questions, and he's begging for the information so bad that the, I've never had a technician come out of pocket with five figures to to come spend a day with me.
1: Wow, yeah, that's that's significant. Also a testament yeah. to what he believes you're going to do for his career, 100%.
0: Yeah, I've had technicians pay six grand for a seat to come down here and sit through four half days and, and, and double or triple or quadruple their average ticket, but, I mean, he's, he's big boy status. He's stepping up to the plate, and uh, I got to give him credit for that. You, you know, guys, people that pay, pay attention. You guys are all out there. Look, Ryan Steumann was the guy who I looked to uh, as well. Uh, he, he's been he was really rough back in the day, and I love him a lot more now than I used to love him. But Ryan talks about kangaroos. Ask yourself guys out there, are you a kangaroo? When it comes to a customer, you guys got customers out there that are kangaroos. Kangaroo is a client that that's arms. It, this is really a visual. I wish we had video. Their arms are just long enough to grab all your free shit and stuff it in their pouch but they're too short to get around to the back of their wallet. (laughs) Right. Um, James is not that guy. And look, guys, I love that you're, you guys are listening to this podcast for free and everything right now, but go out there and get yourself a mentor. Get yourself a coach that has done what you want to do and go all in on their stuff. All in. Grant talks about this all the time. Some people's problems is they're following 15 different leaders. You ain't never going to get nowhere. You're running in circles, okay? You don't know which way is up. Pick one or two people. Study their life. Study everything they've done. Consume all of their stuff. And then, once you've done that, now you can talk about moving on. Right? But so find yourself a mentor, guys. Uh, we can do that for you for free on the YouTube. But eventually, people that pay, pay attention. You will pay way more attention when you are invested. Okay? I, I've given people... $3,000, $5,000 programs for free before, right? Because I felt bad for them. And then I go in six months later and look in the login history. They never can logged in. I got a guy who I gave a $300 a month subscription to for 12 months for $25 a month. Because it felt bad for him. He was a business owner. Guess how many times he logged in?
1: i see at least three.
0: <laughs> None. Ugh. None. Russell Russell Brunson talks about it. He's another mentor of mine. Russell Brunson says he's had he's had at least a dozen people over the years that were friends or family that he led into the $25,000 Mastermind course It's a two-day course for free. Not one of them has ever built anything significant from it. Yet everybody who paid for it, they got like a 90-plus percent success rate.
1: Well, it can't be that, right? that much different than look at somebody who gets a scholarship to college versus who actually has to go pay their own way and what they're getting out of it. Yeah, are you going to take the classes
0: like. seriously? Yeah, we're in handout university, handout world today, right? So, and there's information at the tip of our fingers; it's everywhere, right? But people, they don't realize that you got to invest in yourself, and and unless you unless you got a hundred grand in the bank just sitting around, every dollar that you should invest should be back into yourself, learning how to better deal with people. Because guess what? You ain't getting away from them, right? And they hold all the wealth. And everything that you've ever wanted right now is already in somebody else's can. And you've got to help somebody in order to get it period. So you either shrivel up on the couch and collect your food stamps and stuff like that and have a crappy life or get out there and work, man, you pay people to teach you what they know so that you can shorten your path to success. I I didn't, I didn't pay. I haven't paid. I paid $50,000 uh, it's a Grant Cardone's organization. I paid that to save time. All right? I don't want to cut down the trees to, to make the road. I just want to drive on the man's road. Okay? So you want a shortcut getting to the top? you got to seek people out. Get around people. Proximity, guys. Are you hearing me? Are you listening out there? Proximity. you got to get around people who are doing it. The people that are doing it Quick secret for you, they'll tell you how they're doing it. They'll tell you. They want to tell you. You just don't ask. You're afraid. Right? Get around people. Spend some of your money. Get around people that can help you.
2: That's great stuff, Gene. Um, and really appreciate that. I mean we uh we focus on the concept of wasting no day here with this podcast. And I mean, no better way of doing that than actually spending some of your own money and time investing into it.
0: That's how you accelerate yourself. Otherwise you're going to learn it all yourself. That's going to be a long, hard road. Why would we not learn from all the people that have lived and died before us? We got to be idiots. If we don't hundred percent, you can, you can skip time. You can fast forward time, accelerate your process if you will just go out and pay people for the time.
1: Stand on the shoulders of giants.
0: Amen. Amen, man. I'm not, I'm not the most brilliant person in the world. I am a really, really good uh, at listening to people and then doing what they say. I'm also very good at listening to somebody and being able to repeat what they said. Like I'm really focused. I'm a really good listener. And if you guys, if you guys are around successful people, shut your mouth, ask them a question, Shut your mouth, listen, and take notes. Bring yourself a pad, all right? Otherwise, they, they ain't going to talk to you for very long. Because I know that if I'm having a conversation with you and you're not right down and I'm dropping gold, guess what? I, I'm wasting my breath, all right? So I'm going to lose enthusiasm because be I know that line. I'm, I'm – I'm, yeah, I'm pissing in the wind here. You ain't going to remember none of this. So I'll ask people when I'm doing coaching sessions with them, bro, you're paying me two grand an hour right now. Are you taking notes? No. Why? I know we're recording the session, but take notes, man, right? You're going to remember stuff that you write down. So, I know we were a little off track there, but it's been fun hanging out, man.
1: Well, we have, uh, we, we, before we let you go, we want to ask you a couple fun questions, um, for the listeners to get to know you a little bit better. But before we do, that was lead ninja VT.
0: Yeah. Victor Tango, Victor Tango, lead ninja, victortangovt.com. You're not going to get a sales pitch when you go to the page. It's either you buy it or you don't.
1: And also, <laughs> if somebody wants to go see you and Brent and uh, Victor and, and uh, GC, where would they go to get information on that?
0: You know, I think the best thing to do is to send me a direct message on Facebook. Because uh, I'd like to, number one, I'd like to know who you are and that you're coming. And number two, I'd like to do something special for you. I've got a little bit of latitude um, as a presenter to do some nice things for people. So reach out to me personally in the DM so that I know who you are. I can say hello to you when you get there and uh, you're make sure that you're, you're guided and taken care of properly.
2: That's cool. And, and Gene, one more thing for you there. So uh, your training and, and this conference and everything else kind of involved there, is it specifically for HVAC, plumbing, electrical? Where all do you cover?
0: Uh, I kill it in HVAC and plumbing and electrical. I work with water treatment, or I mean, I work with uh, water restoration contractors, press control contractors. I, I've, I've shifted into the secular space. Okay. <laughs> and so I can, I can help anybody. Somebody the other day was like, help me sell this drone. <laughs> and, and, and it was, we just followed the process. And within 15 minutes, we had a beautiful speech for this drone that made people jealous that they didn't have one, that, that established a need for one, uh, they got them seeing themselves owning it, and they closed them. It was pretty. It was pretty cool. So the processes are the same for sales everywhere you go. You just got to know the principles and how to adapt them, and that takes years and years of mastery, guys. Years, um, and it takes teaching it. Remember, I said you don't know something until you've taught it. So take the stuff that you know that's successful right now, and begin to go teach people that stuff. Okay, and then um, you, you'll find that you're going to get much, much better at what you do. Good stuff there.
2: Hey, Gene, we can't let cool. you go. Cool. What are those questions? Yeah, we can't let you go without doing a little <laughs> bit of fun for you here at the end. So uh, we'll kick it off with a strange one for you. If you were born in the Middle Ages, how do you think you'd be making a living right now?
0: What's, tell me. you got to define Middle Ages for me.
2: All right. Uh, the, the time of Knights and Dukes. So we'll say like the 400, 500, B, uh, not BC, 80, 400, 500, AD. Ooh. Ooh.
0: I, I know I'd be selling something. <laughs> I don't know. What it, I don't know what it would be. I, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'd be selling land or something. I would be finding the, the thing that was uh, that that everybody could use, something that everybody needed. They say that if you cater to the classes, you'll live with the masses. But if you cater to the masses, you'll live with the classes, right? So I would. I don't know what I'd be doing, but I know I'd be selling something and it would be something that everybody needed.
1: I think it was John Lennon who said, I'm an artist. Give me a tuba. I'll get you something out of it. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, Question what, two. Yeah. What, uh, what current fact about your life right now would most impress your five-year-old self?
0: Uh, that I am a father of five amazing boys. Um, and with a sixth on the way,
2: oh, congrats! Uh, I,
0: I, I never would have imagined that I would be a, a father of so many kids.
2: <laughs>
1: that is a sixth boy, a, correct?
0: It is a boy. Yes, yeah. yeah. So I'll have, I'll have six boys in about another seven weeks or so. Wow.
2: That's awesome. Congrats. That's, that's great. And respect for that answer. All right. Uh, one last one for you here. What is some what is one thing that you would today you would tell today's up and coming twenty something year old generation that they need to focus on?
0: Um stop looking for stop taking the advice that you should look for something that you love and that you'll never work another day in your life again if you do that. Or people are constantly looking for something that they love. How about you go get the work? How about you get off the couch and go do something, all right? How about you get good at something? You know the reason the people don't like their jobs? Usually because they suck at them, right? If you suck at a job, you ain't going to like it, right? If you go out in the field every day and you're constantly getting told no by clients, if you're constantly getting kicked in the you-know-what, you ain't going to like your job, right? But I'll tell you what, the people that are the best at their careers, at what they do, I can promise you it wasn't because they loved what they did. It was because they dedicated themselves. They got disciplined. They became the best in their field. And guess what? It started to become fun. They started to dominate. They started to achieve their dreams. And guess what? When you start to achieve your dreams and your goals, that's fun. All right? You think I want to get on an airplane on uh, June 4th or July 4th? I might go to July. June. June fourth. I don't know, even know where to, I'm going to New York. <laughs> you think, I, even though I'm flying first class, you think I want to go trek through the lines and wait for? You think I want to sit in Atlanta for an hour or try to chase another plane? To, no. I, it, there's a lot about my job that I don't enjoy, right? But when I go out there and I make an impact, and somebody calls me back and says, "Hey, I was at a three hundred dollar average ticket. Now it's three thousand. Thank you. You changed my life." My marriage, the trajectory of a kids' future, forever—that's generational change. That makes you feel good, right? So when you get good at what you do, when you become the best at what you do, you impact lives, and that—that that is going to fulfill you. That will become purpose for you. That will make you happy. But you're not going to get—you're not going to get to that happiness. We're trying to find something that's going to make you happy, and then you'll never work a day. All right, I've been rich and I've been poor. I've been broke. And I've been broke after I've been rich. Rich is better. Okay. (laughs) Master, master what you do. They say it's lonely at the top, right? But you eat better. Les Brown says. (laughs) So I would, I would, I would find something and stick with it. Okay. And I would, I would do something, something that had me talking to clients. Something where it was performance driven. Don't sit back and collect a paycheck. You're only ever going to be worth about thirty bucks an hour with your hands. But if you use your words, if you help people, you can have anything in life you want. That's yeah. what I would say to that
1: person. That was amazing. I mean, that was that was, in, in my opinion, the best and probably most original thing I've heard in this last hour. Was that you are going to max out at what your value is with your hands?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's not original. That's stolen as well. I stole that from my uh, my ex-father-in-law, my late father-in-law. So um, he told me when I got into sales, uh, I, was, I was terrified. I was making 42 a year as a 20-year-old, uh, which was pretty good, doing installs, and I was terrified. And he said, son, you're doing the right thing. I said, how could you be sure? He said, you'll only ever be worth 25 bucks an hour with your hands, but if you use your words, you can make as much money as you want. So take that from a take that from a guy who was in the construction field for forty years.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, great stuff today, hey, Gene. It's been a privilege. To I have appreciate you, on the
0: show. you having me on. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. And all those listeners out there, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. You are why we do this. All right, please don't please don't listen to this and not do something. Go out and take some action from this. Rewind the tape. Take some notes. Steal some stuff from us, all right? And go out and utilize it. And then message me on Facebook and let me know that it worked for you. That's what I, that's what I live for.
1: Hey, we'd love to have you on after uh, you spend some time with one of your heroes and just tell us all about it and tell us about the conference and everything.
0: I don't know how much time I'm going to get with him. It was going to be all the speakers and him. We're going to do a panel, but I think Victor's going to steal that that lightning first. show. I, I, don't, I don't blame him. Who would take that lightning in a bottle, Victor? You paid two hundred fifty thousand bucks for it. And by the way, Victor, I'll be as soon as I sell this jet trip out. I'm going to do that this weekend. I'll just go ahead and make it happen. I'll come back. I'm going to help you sell some more tickets. I'm going to. You guys want to go to Vegas? Let me know. I'm not getting paid a dime for selling these tickets. Okay. Um, not a not a red, not a, a shiny penny. Okay, I, but I want to help Victor get this thing sold out. I'm the one who said, "Bro, 100 seats ain't going to be enough. We need a bigger room." <laughs> and so Victor went to a 500 person room. So I got to help him sell it out. That's awesome.
2: All right, we All appreciate right, it, Gene. Thanks so much. Keep doing what you're doing.
0: My pleasure. Great talking to Thank you. you.
2: Hey, that's it for our podcast today. Hope you enjoyed talking with Gene Slade. It was an awesome interview, and we loved hearing what he had to say. Such good information about helping others get what they want, and he is living that out every day. Hit him up on his websites, find him on his social platforms, and check out his materials. Really good stuff. We know that it's working for some of our people here, and, uh, man, it it is working in a new way, an exciting way taking some people to the next level. Shout out James freeze to you, buddy. Uh, That's it for today. We hope as always that you are being challenged in this podcast and we look forward to continuing the master series here with some exciting new guests coming up. And uh, we want to challenge you every single morning to choose to wake up and waste no day.